This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, April 20th. It's 420, man. It's also... Smoke them if you got them. We we can't... None of us really can do that because our employers frown, frown on it. Uh, but, uh, smoke them. If, if the audience is out there, I hope you guys are having a good time. It seems silly that, you know, not everybody can because it's much less harmful than a whole lot of other legal shit that's going on. Uh, this is also the last episode of season eight. Can you believe it? It's totally unbelievable. So we've been, we've been doing this for eight fucking years already. Uh Uh-huh. Eight. We haven't we, we haven't grown up. We're still first season with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight whole years. Yeah, first first season with Taylor. Did you have you been with us for the whole season? Almost the whole season. I think so. I think. Yeah, because I started around January of last year. Oh yeah! Oh, wow. wow, man, time flies. Has I I discovered a new thing? Mm. Um, I have now started facing. Things that have happened in my life around COVID. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, even the other day, we were like, oh, when did that happen? Like, wait, was that pre COVID? <laughs> yeah, that was about two years uh, before COVID. <laughs> so, I was at the American Atheists Convention for the last week. And it was funny, like, in all of the conversations with people, as we're talking about things, it was in the before times or more recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the before times or during COVID times or like, now not that we're yeah. out of covid but there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel i guess well i mean it's a well, distinct marker that are basically good and those who are not are either you know can't be or won't be so. yeah yeah uh so my name is dan ellis for those who don't know and i'm joined by two awesome co-hosts it's been it's been a week or two i can't remember exactly where uh, i'm a little rusty uh my co-hosts are awesome that would be mr taylor grin hey how's it going <laughs> mr ryan duffy yep uh what did you guys do while i was away for the week at the american atheists convention well i've, uh, I've been roaming around a lot uh i went to uh <laughs> san diego to visit some friends uh-huh um I, uh, I'm going to be making a move soon that I still can't talk about. Um, but due to the nature of the move, I'll only be able to bring one of my two cats with me initially. Mm. And so I've got some very good friends who are going to be watching uh, my younger cat, Corvo, for the foreseeable future. Um, and he has been settling in nicely. Uh, had a very fun trip out there. Um, when I was wandering around the uh, Friendship Park, I bumped into a group of humanists who were doing like a, like an ask an atheist type tent. Uh, and that was really cool to see them. Um, nice. It was really neat to see other folks just, you know, advocating for humanism. So props, if you guys ended up finding us here, um, it was an absolute pleasure to meet y'all. And yeah, otherwise I've just been getting ready for this move, which I'll be able to talk about more, hopefully next episode. Hmm. Ooh, how exciting. I'd like to hear more about it. Yes. We know a little bit, but we're we're we'll we'll, gonna, we, we'll we won't put that in the vault. Shut yeah. loose lips sink airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's new with you, Mr. Duffy? I've just been doing my my normal artwork. Mm-hmm. And uh I realized how non-observant people are the other day. Oh, people are, ter- yeah. they, they don't read things. They don't follow instructions. They don't notice their surroundings. Wanna, I didn't even make them really read. Yeah. No instructions. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you two might have seen the photo I posted on Facebook where I was like, ah, it's fucking blowing snow. It's crazy out here. And people are like, yeah, Utah weather's crazy. I'm like, none of you noticed the giant flaming wall of fire behind me glowing? What? Yeah, well, I took that photo of me with the snow blowing in my face. Uh-huh. That bright yellow glow behind me is a fire. I don't think I've seen that one probably. And people are like, yeah, Utah weather's crazy. I'm like, I was kind of posting the picture to be funny. Like, it's cold and it's blowing snow, but there's a giant fucking fire behind me. So I had to go in the comments and post a bunch more photos of fires behind me to kind of like prove my point of like, there, yeah, there, there's, there's the, the video I put up afterwards. Ah. So we were doing controlled burns. I think the photo is one more below that, Dan. Okay. So I'm just standing there and there's snow on my mustache. Uh-huh. Yet this bright yellow glow behind me of flames and people didn't understand that it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm standing with a fire at my back. Oh was yeah. Kind of the joke. Well, so in the picture, mm. it just looks like it might be sunrise or sunset, probably sunrise just because of the color. But coloring. I posted it in the evening at 8 15 PM. Well, mm. sure. But you, you can take a picture at any time and post it whenever later. True. Right? Yeah. True. So that's why I had to post other photos of me standing in front of a giant fireball where it had gotten darker. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see those. I did. Yeah. I did see the the latest project of all of the wood blocks glued together. Yeah, and, so I had a whole bunch. Every woodworker has it. Uh huh. Their pile of discarded parts that no one can part with. Like, like. We make giant piles of wood. Like, I'll use that sometime. I'll use, I, that bit can be used for something else. One day, that will be good for something. So I was cleaning out my bin of parts that will never get used unless I do something with it. And uh-huh. I had glued all these fucking blocks together, poured some epoxy to kind of help hold it together. And I, I didn't cut anything even. They're all uneven pieces. So they're somewhere sticking up higher, somewhere lower. And I spent five hours, which killed my fucking back. Like I had to lay down and be like, I can't move. (laughs) Hunched over this thing. Yeah. I smoothed them all out so that they're all kind of like, it's kind of really wavy, kind of like water. Uh And then one side. So I made three sides square, but one side not square. Okay. So the whole, the whole goal of is it when it hangs on the wall, the side of it, that's not square should, when I'm done with it, uh, have the appearance that the wood is melting. Oh, so I'm going to keep carving on it until like the lower half, it looks like it's actually like drooping and the wood is like melting on the wall. That's my, that's my goal with this piece. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And then my whole, my whole debate when I'm done is going to be, well, do I just, do I want to cover it in a layer of epoxy? I want to make it bright and shiny. Mm-hmm. I can, I can put lacquer on it and do the same thing or I can put epoxy. But if I do epoxy that runs the risk of it like yellowing. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to do that. Hmm. Well, you could and, use a you could use a colored epoxy, I guess. Well, I could, but I want the wood grain to really pop out on it. All right, yeah. Because I kind of put it's all the the end grains of the wood is all facing up, so you got all the curves and all the lines from that. So I really wanted that to show up at the end of all these little swirls and lines and hmm. everything else. So I, I, hopefully, it'll look cool when it's done. Oh, I'm sure it will. Or 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 you'll just throw it away and start something else. No, I'll still <laughs> post it for sale and be like, "Give me lots of money." <laughs> this took me a very long time. There was there was there were at least five hours of grinding involved. Well, that other sculpture I, that <laughs> that I did that's just very hugely abstract. I got like forty hours into that thing already. Oh wow. That's my joke. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fun that we both commented that like at the same time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that within seconds of each other. Yeah. But uh, I went online and saw, look for other pieces similar to this in size and design. Mm-hmm. I was amazed at the prices they were going for. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, Tony, if man, you quit your job and do this. Yeah. If like, you price I it by making the amount like of time this that were, yeah, like one-off designs like this that are going for like $30,000. I was like, oh, people shit. fucking pay this mm-hmm. shit? Like, are you fucking mm-hmm. kidding me? Wow. Yeah, dude, go to a rich, go to like Kayenta down in St. George and sell this thing for 20 grand. You'll, you'll get it. Well, I want to go, I would like to build some higher end pieces to take to the Park City uh, mm-hmm. art 
uh, weekend thing they do. The art festival? It's like, yeah, it's like $5,000 to get a booth there. Are you fucking kidding me? No, you got to pay. I, so when I read the thing at first, I'm like, oh, it's only 80 bucks. No, it's an $80 entry fee mm-hmm. for them to consider you. For them to evaluate then, you to as To evaluate a, the artwork or whatever you're bringing. An artist and decide, potential okay, participant, can, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah, then if they pick you to be one of the vendors, it's $5,000 for your booth. Yeah, there's, I, I know from the Kanta region, because I've done a couple of stage plays down there, that like, there's a considerable proportion of the people who live in that area in Southern Utah, who are like former movie producers or otherwise involved in the film industry or music industry, who love the desert, love the Red Rock and don't want to pay California prices for things. And they pay stupid money for all kinds of art. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts, man. I can't, well, I guess I can believe it because it is a thing that is happening. It just seems wild to me that it costs $80 just to have them evaluate you as far as determining if you can participate. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, you could sell the Russians. I'm sure they're looking to launder right now. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I guess the ruble did come back up. A bit. But yeah, it's being but propped up artificially. Artificially, yeah, because I don't, I haven't heard if their stock market has reopened yet or not. Oh, it, it's like closing down. Like I know the yeah. London Exchange is talking about revoking Russia's status. Yeah, because they haven't opened their market back up. Because they know the second they open their market up, their stock market, it's going yeah. to fucking plummet. It's going to be non-existent. They're going to be, they're going to be bartering in bricks again. Yeah, <laughs> man. The, the flight home from the American Atheists Convention was interesting because there was supposed to be a mask mandate in place, like for the oh. whole time that we were out on our trip. They had extended yeah. it until I think May 3rd or something like that. And the day before, it was either the day before or two days before we were due to fly out, there was the ding dong judge, federal judge that uh, was appointed by the former ding dong president uh, who who was deemed by the bar to be not qualified, um, not qualified. Yeah. <laughs> you're not qualified to be a judge. So you're a perfect person for Trump to put there. Um, yeah. That this ding dong judge decided that masks were no, not needed. Not, they're not going to be a thing anymore uh, on, yep. on public transportation and nationally. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, nationally, and that it was going to happen all at once across the board. So airlines and everybody else had a difficult transition period, sort of, with some people saying they were going to do it, some people saying they weren't, some saying that it was going to be optional. And so on our flight, it was it was interesting on the way to Atlanta, everybody was masked in the airport, mm-hmm. on the plane, on our lift ride, everywhere. Everybody was masked. And on the way home, uh, well, and actually the the last day or two that we were in Atlanta, like the our lift drivers, I noticed half of them were not wearing their masks. And then when we got to go, when we went to the airport and boarded the plane, you know, more than half, I would say, in the airport we're not wearing masks and Mm -hmm. then the same thing on the plane there were there was less than half of the people on the plane who are wearing masks and so that was fun and cool (laughs) not really (laughs) not not fun and not cool um i don't know it i'm sure there are a lot of people who are really happy about it and and other people who are very upset i i think i don't I don't know why they couldn't have just, you know, the, this judge couldn't have just said, well, you know, it's so far ending in, in May 3rd or whatever the fuck, like we'll just ride this out until then. No big deal. And of course the Biden administration has since said that they're going to appeal it. And some people are saying, well, why would you do that when it's expiring very soon anyway? And it's because of the way that the ruling was worded in saying that it was never justified. It was never quote unquote yeah. legal in the first place. So they have to appeal it just to make some, yeah. some legal points here because 
if they allow that ruling to stand, that becomes precedent. Not necessarily that Republicans give a fuck about precedent, but no, but you can't just leave that hanging out there as saying, well, legal precedent has been set that, Oh, this judge says that it was never legal in the first place. So in the future, blah, 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 this isn't, and it's weird to me that I've seen so many people on the news, like reporters who cover legal things saying, I don't understand why they would even appeal this now because it expires, you know, it was set to expire very soon anyway. And it's like, well, you really, you can't, you can't figure out why they would want to appeal this, why they need to appeal it, why they need to file more things for this to set the record straight on a bunch of shit. Because not enough news, uh, not enough, not enough journalists listen to opening arguments. That's <laughs> more people should be listening to opening arguments. That's for sure. Thomas and Andrew are amazing, fantastic, awesome. Yeah, I I really appreciate the work they do, and their show is terrific. You all should also go and listen to their show all the time. Subscribe to it, put it on your podcast players. Do it. It's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I like it very much. I have more news. So tell us about your time at uh, the convention, Dan. <laughs> I was going to say, I have more news about the convention. And <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that on the other side of this little break. Yeah, don't jump the gun, Taylor. <laughs> All right, now. I'm trying to segue. <laughs> this is Danielle Moscato, civil rights activist, trans woman, extraordinaire, and public speaker. You are listening to Godless Revolution, and I hope you enjoy the show. Do you know uh, Jason, right? Jason Steinberg, yeah. yeah. So he's a Jew for Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's starting to interfere with our performing. We're trying to rehearse and we're being converted, basically. You know, a lot of pamphlets and signs and stuff, you know. He's lines. proselytizing? Yes. He has many Bibles, you know, those little keychain Bibles. Okay, well, I'll take care of it. Hey. Larry, hey. You have a second? You know, I actually do. It's great. Um, in the scene where I swap with Larry as the chauffeur for the blind woman, yeah. why would she not know it's me? Because she's blind. Uh, I'm not buying it. Oh, you're not buying it. Not really, no. You're buying the virgin birth. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. That's kind of funny. I just noticed that our welcome back, everybody. (laughs) This is me breaking in with the next segment and then interrupting myself to tell you guys and the rest of the audience, apparently now that it was kind of funny uh, that our interstitial break there was four minutes and 20 seconds long. Jesus Christ. Dan, don't Uh, get into numerology. It was was just kind of weird. And now we've just passed 23 seconds. Oh, no. Uh, Satan's coming. (laughs) So, yes, I did spend the last week in Atlanta, Georgia, for the 2022 American Atheists Convention and it was fabulous. It was a it was a really good time. I always have a great time at the American Atheists Convention. Uh, there were a ton of fantastic speakers. Uh, I was I was surprised at how well everything went. Honestly, because it's been they haven't had one a, since twenty nineteen. A while. Yeah. 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 They didn't have I, one. I heard that it was just a bunch of woke anti white bullshit. <laughs> oh. Oh. We're we'll go there. We'll get into that. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, will we talk about that sarcasm listener. That is sarcasm. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I was, I was surprised at how well it went because it's been, they haven't had one since 2019, uh, 2020, the was, was put off because that was right around when COVID started rolling across the U S and everybody was very concerned about it. Of course, 2021 then didn't happen because then we're right in the middle and in the thick of it. And they were, they were kind of hedging on actually doing it this year just because of Delta and then Omicron variants and, and hoping that there wouldn't be an even worse one that rolled out between the time that they announced their plans and, you know, set everything in motion. And then we're expecting people to actually show up, but it went really well. There were a bunch, a bunch of people there, uh, people that I hadn't seen for almost three years and a bunch of new faces and there were a bunch of wonderful talks. I didn't get to see as many talks as I wanted to. Like it was wall to wall packed with fantastic, interesting discussions and talks and breakout sessions and presentations from people. And being a state director there, I 
am required to, uh, I'm, I'm voluntold that I, that I need to put in, you know, so many different sessions of volunteering and helping out doing different stuff. And this year, because of my heart issues, I wasn't able to do some of the things that I've done in the past. And so I was mainly, uh, relegated, not really, not relegated. That sounds bad. That's, <laughs> I was, I was, I opted to work the, American atheists merchandise table for the majority of the time that I spent volunteering this year. And, uh, just so I got to visit the, so the, the great thing about volunteering at the merchandise table is that you get to meet and see a bunch of people who are coming by to pick out shirts or buttons or mugs or whatever else is at the table there. And you get to have great conversations with them. Uh, the first day Aaron stopped by and chatted for, a couple hours. I think it was me and Larry Mendoza oh, wow. uh, sitting at the table and Aaron came by and brought a beer and chatted with us for quite a while. Um, and that I was fun. He's a really cool dude. What's that? I hear he's a really cool dude. Like I'm friends with him on Facebook. We interact a little bit, but like who Aaron? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, mm -hmm. yeah, he's totally chill. Um, way down to earth. He's just, yeah. Super casual. I, I really enjoy just, sitting around bullshitting with Aaron. He's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, uh, and he's always got great stories. We were talking about uh, Kent Hovind oh, a lot while he was there because <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. One of, one of Aaron's fans stopped by and said that, you know, one of his favorite videos was a takedown Aaron did of some Kent Hovind bullshit. And so we started talking about that, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, but I get to have, you know, great conversations with a bunch of people. Um, I, I, I hesitate to even mention names just because there were so many awesome people that I got to talk to, but you know, I, I chatted with Phil Ferguson for quite a while, Aaron Ra, Mandisa, uh, uh, you know, Nick fish. I met some fantastic new friends this year. Steve Kuno was there. So it was fantastic seeing him. We got to nice. visit with him for quite a while. He introduced me to Martina, uh, who, does uh, fundraising for American atheists and she's awesome. Just a lot of fun way down to earth. I uh, hadn't met her before. I uh, finally met Tom Vandenberg. I had exchanged several email messages with him back and forth, but I don't think that I had ever really talked to him in person. Uh, Samantha McGuire is awesome. Uh, Devin Graham, Will Judy. They're just so many awesome people. I, I, I don't want to make anybody feel like I forgot about them or left them out or anything. If I didn't mention your name, it's not because I don't think you're awesome. I just am getting older and, and have We're limited so time. blessed to have such a nice community. <laughs> Hashtag like, blessed. Worry. That's more names than I can remember, Dan. I forget my own. <laughs> well, congratulations to Will Judy for winning uh, activist of the year award, which is fantastic. He's been doing some great work. Uh, Devin and Samantha, um, and I apologize. I can't think of her name, uh, put on a great panel about abortion. Mandisa had a fantastic talk. It was just, it was awesome. I mean, just, I love the direction that American atheist is headed in. I love all the pre presentations that were there. Oh, I had a fantastic conversation with Amanda Kniff who was there. Uh, she, oh. I hadn't, I hadn't had a conversation with her for a while. I think it was probably 2016 was the last time I saw her. And then she left the organization for a little while and is back as a board member. Um, I got some background on the time spent away and why, and it fit perfectly with what I had imagined. So <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, I don't, there, man, there's just so much fuckery in the background for every organization that is out there, right? Like everybody has their stories about how difficult it is to do a bunch of organizing for any kind of group, whatever, whether it's a D and D group or a board game group that you have, or a national atheists organization where you have volunteers and staff and have to work out in the public and, and, you know, engage in the political process and legal process there. I mean, there are stories in great abundance uh, around organizing of any kind. And in the atheist community, there are a lot of 
interesting things. Um, and I'm sure in the satanic community, it's probably a little bit worse. I, I chatted with uh, a few members of the satanic temple who were there and, and uh, are hoping to help organize some things for them who are also working with American atheists. Just a lot of fantastic fucking people. And there were a lot of people that were there that I wanted to chat with that I didn't even get to because we were just so busy with things. Uh, I wanted to talk to Glenda and Gail Jordan because they're both fantastic fucking people. And I didn't even get to say hello to them. I think I may have waved at them from across the convention floor a couple of times. Um, but just awesome. Nick fish is a fantastic, fantastic guy. I love spending time with him. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's the president of American atheists now and has been for the last, several years and is just a great, great guy, completely down to earth, humble, always, you know, tries to make sure that he's very communicative and open about everything that is going on and why, and tries to be very considerate and thoughtful for everybody involved. Just a fantastic guy. I can't say enough good things about Nick fish. He's a breath of fresh air compared to the last president who we will have- <laughs> I was going to say, we'll have to have Nick Fish back on sometime again. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but he's definitely a breath of fresh air compared to the last president who, by all accounts, has <laughs> spent like the whole week just with his thumb up his ass whining about everything going on at the convention, which just makes me smile from ear to ear to know that <laughs> he's he's just so upset about it that he can't he can't live an existence being happy with the things that he has now and not that anyone should be because a lot of the people that he associates with now and the things that he has are all fucking garbage. So, I mean the, the, the semiotic content of his tweets in the last week have made me think that somewhere he like has a tab open for Breitbart's black on black crime section. Oh, Oh, man. I didn't know Breitbart had that tab, but uh, oh yeah, they do. It was a big controversy it, back in 2016 when Steve oh Bannon was uh, Trump's campaign advisor. Uh, yeah, it's just awful. So part of part of the goings on were you know Mandisa delivered this great talk on racism and recognizing it and what you can do to be a better ally. And somebody at the convention, I'm sure, was there. I mean, maybe they went there with good intentions, whatever. Or or on the behest of someone else. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, to, to try to be charitable or as charitable as possible, I would say that they may have gone there with good intentions. There's been a, quite a bit of drama since Mandisa's talk. Let's just say that. And it was brought about because there are, there's a, there's a gaggle of very <laughs> upset, aggrieved people who are shunning the wokest culture that is now being adopted throughout mainstream atheism and American atheists in particular in favor of being unwoke assholes, I guess like ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand what their counter argument is like, well, I'm, I'm a free speech absolutist because I want people to spew as much bile against marginalized groups as possible and suffer no consequences for that, mm-hmm. I guess, is, is their main yeah. thing to be rallying around these days. I don't see them fucking doing anything other than raising money. So I don't know what I'll, the fuck it I'll is that give, they're doing. I'll give the good faith interpretation, like the, the good faith veneer of the bad faith argument that tends to happen mm-hmm. is that there is some consternation in there's some consternation, particularly in white spaces and in male spaces, that it is counterproductive. Some of the language surrounding, um, like inherent or subconscious racism amongst white folks, right, or sexism amongst male folks. Mm. So, so basically, the idea is that you should, instead of saying that, like an individual 
is racist, you should say that individuals will have racist thoughts, whether or not they intend to have them. Right. And it's the difference between you are a thing versus you are doing a behavior. Oh, sure. Right. And that's, that's the good faith argument, right? Is that if you want to try and convert people to your side, you can't use the epithet racist against them. Instead, what you want to say is, Hey, you've got some behavior, which you may or may not know is racist. And it would be nice if you stop that behavior, right? That's the good faith argument that is in fact happening in certain channels, you know, especially channels where it's like where intersectionality happens. And so you've got like men who are in poverty, right. Or, or, um, Jewish folks who look white, right. And, and still don't benefit from white privilege, those kinds of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And those are good faith arguments that are happening. The problem is, is that some individuals like former presidents of American atheists who won't be named instead (laughs) take those good faith arguments and instead use them to like basically try to argue that like the left is trying to say that all whites are racist always and that they should feel bad about that. And they use that as a way to like basically excuse bad behavior because they can't be held to a consistent standard for good behavior or some shit like that. Like they get into a a rat's nest really fast in terms of logic. Oh yeah. The good faith argument that's supposed to be happening on the side is like, okay, how do we, make ourselves better at getting people over to our side from wherever it is that they are now. And that argument is around, let's not call people racist. Let's just highlight racist speech and try to fix that. Something you do rather than something you are. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that. I'm, I'm sympathetic to some of those thoughts, but inevitably whenever I encounter people who are making those kinds of points, they turn out to be racist assholes. <laughs> like they're, mm-hmm. yeah. they're, yeah. they're, they're upset that somebody called them a racist asshole yep. when that's what they are. And, and that's been, that's been kind of uh, like one of my things I've been paying attention to the last year or so is like, how do we, how do we make a tolerant, diverse, you know, multicultural, multi-gender, multi-race space still have room for white men who would be great allies, but feel as though by default they're under attack, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even that language is a little hairy to use, right? But for me, like, I want to try and make allies. Like, I would rather, you know, take somebody who was like me 10 years ago and make them into somebody like me now. And that's a language game. And I, I've been thinking a lot about that language game. The problem is that most people who are thinking about that instead go the you know, atheist for liberty route. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to create, create speech in that space without it getting co-opted by the far right. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that they go that route and I think a lot of them, well, I've noticed a few of them who wander into that space and they're there for a while and then realize, Oh wait, no, I'm surrounded by mm-hmm. a bunch of toxic fucking assholes and yep. then they leave and eventually come back around to, okay, yeah, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. It would just be great if there were a way to have them not have to move into that space in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And I really would like, I kind of want to be the guy who's like, I don't know, standing on the outside of the Nazi bar saying, Hey man, you can come hang out over here instead before you go through that door. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a matter of figuring out how to intercept that process. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, though, <laughs> sorry for derailing there. My bad. Oh, no, no, no. That was that, I, those are all valid, very helpful points. I was just going to say that, like, in the meantime, I've noticed that there are. Well, let me back up. So Mandisa gave this talk. Right. And someone from atheists for liberty like their name isn't even worth mentioning really because they're (laughs) just there there's some there's some clown who's out clowning and being an asshole um atheists for liberty is the three people for the republican atheist group and then the former president of america (laughs) (laughs) oh they've been they've been doing quite a bit of recruiting lately they are they it's it's funny because they're trying to like mirror and mimic a lot of the things that American atheists is doing very, very well in that they are now starting to, to bring on people who they are designating as like state directors and 
uh, membership coordinators and stuff like that, but they're not doing anything. All the, all they are doing is recruiting people into their organization and raising money for what I do not fucking know. (laughs) Like they, they of course have money that has to be outlaid for their participation at CPAC. Mm. But apart from CPAC and paying people to just, you know, be representatives of this organization, I don't know what the fuck they're doing aside. Well, no, wait, there are three things that they're doing. They're raising money. They're recruiting people participating at CPAC. That's three. Okay. They're doing four things. And that is, whining and bitching about everybody else who are actually doing some good things on the ground. Right. Yeah. Libertarians. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's basically it. Uh, Like I said, I don't, I don't see them doing anything of, of value or merit other than being bitching bitchers about shit. Um, And it's really interesting to me. So this, this person from atheists for Liberty uh, made a post about Mandisa's talk. And of course this person wasn't at the talk, didn't attend the talk, hasn't heard the talk, hasn't watched the talk because it's not available anywhere else yet. And took three slide, three images from that. And I think only two were actually from her talk and decided that they knew exactly what she was talking about the entire time and started whining about the things that she was saying and misrepresenting what she actually said at the thing just to try to make a point and score points with racists and aggrieved white people and men. Libertarian. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it was just <laughs> like, like it was just this, this, completely bullshit fucking narrative they spun out of their web producing ass i guess and 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 tried to weave this whole tale about what was going on when they don't know what the fuck they're even talking about and have a long history this person in particular of being a sexist misogynistic racist anti-trans motherfucking bastard and so when i heard that this was going on. I thought, Oh, well, good. I've, I've been friends with this person on Facebook for quite a while and have over the years seen several different things about their personality that were problematic and alarming and disturbing. And I didn't really want to associate with them, but they're mostly quiet. But when I saw this, it was like, no, fuck you. You don't, you don't go after Mandisa when you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about in the first place. So I made a a lengthy reply to them that included uh, several uh, bad words that apparently got them got them all incensed, and so they made a post. <laughs> like I don't I don't know. He must have spent quite a while going through like posts on my timeline and posts involving me from other people to try to, to, try to find negative stuff. Yeah. To try to weave an entirely different narrative aside from the Mandisa thing and put that out there. Like it was, and both posts oh, just delightful. went wrong for him for the most part. Like most of the comments on there were, you know, people saying, Oh, Oh, I see. Now you're a garbage individual. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know. I'll, be donating to American atheists. Now we'll make sure I never associate with atheists for Liberty and I'm not going to be having you in my life anymore. And it was also great because after they posted that thing about me, like a bunch of people contacted me to let me know that it was out there, which was okay. Fun. (laughs) Like, because I don't like ordinarily, I don't pay this person much attention at all. And so a bunch of people started contacting me to let me know after I unfriended that person, uh, that, you know, they had made this other post and it was like, Oh, okay, well I should, I should go and see what's going on there. And that post turned into a great thing because it was full of people who were, um, saying that Dan saying that what I saying that what I had posted was accurate and true. And the, you know, this person is kind of a shitty human being. And also then I had a large influx, uh, a large influx of friend requests from people who had seen my comment and 
wanted to be friends with me, I guess, uh, in lieu you, of being uh, friends like with this other person. Screenshot of this post. I'd like to see it now. Oh yeah, uh, I'll show it to you when we when we take our yeah 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 at the end of the show. Thank I'll, you. I'll show it to you. It's there are Fantastic. some some of it is on my Facebook timeline for anybody who's interested. Um, and then I heard today. <laughs> so so they did the you know this person posted this out on Facebook and then they also did it on Twitter and. So I let the Facebook thing go for a couple of days and then went through and it was a great resource because I got a bunch of friend requests. And then there were also a bunch of people who don't know me, have never met me, know nothing about me other than this, you know, false One narrative post. that he's built around me and posted to his wall who were then chiming in saying, you know, awful things that it was like, Oh great. This is fantastic. This is like a target rich environment for blocking. So I went through, I went through and was able to block like, I don't know, a couple dozen different shitheads that I'm glad I wasn't friends with in the first place and will never, ever have to be concerned with anything they have to say in the future. Um, and then that also happened on Twitter. So yeah, I got there. There was, it was just so much fun. It was like, holy shit, I've been looking for an efficient and effective way to identify assholes who are on my friends list. And this like perfectly encapsulated and distilled it down to like the worst of the worst. <laughs> so, so I was able to go out and block a bunch of people and then I got a bunch of awesome people come on board. So it was like net win and fuck you very much. And also thank you for being an asshole. So I let it go for a couple of days and then I made another comment uh, today on it. I, I actually replied to the separate post he made about me and just said, fuck, this is awesome. Thank you so much. I can't actually, I can't thank you enough for doing this for because it's, I've met so many cool people. Yeah, it's done a, it's done a couple of great things. Like I, I've learned a bunch of people that I can now block. And I also got a huge influx of people who are awesome. Some, you know, I met some awesome new people through this. So pretty pleased with sugar on top or whatever it is that trolls like, please make a post like this about me once a month or at least every quarter. Thanks in advance, fucko. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed the whole thing. I, I hope that it continues. I hope that he continues railing and raging against me, though I'll never see it because You're he's now him. blocked. So <laughs> it was just a That's lot of fun. Shit. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hey, everybody. It's X from the Utah Outcasts podcast and YouTube channel. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. What's so hard to believe about the virgin birth? Oh, no, it's just people get pregnant by God all the time. Well, they don't. That's what makes it so special. Why wasn't Joseph having sex with her, by the way? They were married. Well, she was trying to keep herself pure for God. What did Mary tell Joseph when she got pregnant? I have brought unto you a miracle, the Son of God. He grows within me. And then you know what Joseph did? He went next door and he spoke to his friend. He said, she's just a lot of a fucking mind. I got to get out of there. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! One of the things I did not enjoy, but is kind of a fun story in the, in the offing afterward, was that on Sunday, I believe, was it Sunday? It might have been Saturday. Could have been Monday. That I think, is a day as well. No, I think it, crap, I want to say that it was Sunday, but I'm not positive. It may have been Saturday. But there were a couple different Christian groups who decided to come into the hotel and voice their displeasure about American atheists being there. And in the past, at different conventions, there has always been like a little protest group outside. Mm -hmm. And... It's probably because this hotel wasn't in like a downtown travel centric area that they didn't just stay outside because there's no like cross street traffic or anything. It's just like this plaza with a hotel and some other business complexes around it. And so apparently there were two different Christian groups that came into the hotel and caused a ruckus at, at different points. I only encountered one of them and learned about the other later. So the one I encountered was uh, while I was sitting at the American atheist table doing merchandising and stuff, uh, there was a guy who came over who wanted to exchange a shirt that he had purchased the day before. 
because the shirt that he walked away with was too small. We discovered that it was too small because the, the shirt that he had gotten, this is Brian. Hi, Brian, if you're listening. Uh, uh, the shirt that he had gotten from the pile was in was a, a ladies-sized shirt. Mm. And so he said when he first put it on, like he, he, he got it, he bought it, he took it back to his hotel and went to put it on, and it was like a belly shirt, like showing his midriff and the, sh- and the sleeves were really short and everything. That so, is the new style. So, so I learned that on the labels, uh, they had unisex shirts and also just uh, lady size shirts, and you had to look at the label underneath for, in very small, in very small writing, it would say ladies. Uh, so we got that situated, started talking to him. He's a uh, uh, nurse for cardiovascular stuff. And so I started talking to him. Ooh. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got this monitor that I'm currently wearing. And I pulled it down and showed it to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Those are new. You know, in the past, we've had to use these halter things that go around your midsection. And, you you know, they're really a nuisance kind of a pain to have to deal with. So he's like, it's cool that they're using this new stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah, they got it like the same day. Anyway, I gave him all that background. He told me a bunch about AFib and strokes and <laughs> it, it made you that much more uh, <laughs> happy about what's going on. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. A different word. It was super exciting. All of that kind of stuff. So we had that conversation and then it was the next day. Um, Tracy and I were walking through the exhibitors area and I noticed Brian talking to a couple women and one of them was very animated and kind of waving her arms and everything. And as we passed, I heard one of them say, so do you pray with them then? What do you do there? And we, you know, Tracy and I just kept, kept on walking and we both kind of turned and looked at each other. And Tracy said, I think, I think those ladies were Christians like <laughs> bothering him. And I said, well, should I go back and, and do a, should I go back on a rescue mission? <laughs> and she's like, oh, if you want to. And I'm like, well, yeah, I will. Because it was the, his first American atheist convention. He'd never been to one before. He drove there all by himself from Ohio. So I turned around, went back and I just kind of inserted myself into the, the situation there. And I listened for a minute and they were asking him about, because he's a, he's a nurse, you know, he's, he's a, mm-hmm in this cardiovascular stuff. And they asked him, so what do you do if a patient asks you to pray with them? And he said, well, you know, my job is as a nurse providing care for these people. So I attend to their needs. If they want me to pray with them, then I say, okay, sure. I'll pray with you. And then the one lady's like, Oh, that's, that's being deceitful. You're just there deceiving them and and leading them on. Uh. And, and, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm doing my job as a care provider for them. If the care that they need is to have somebody listen while they pray, then that's what I'm there for. And they said, well, so do you pray? And he's like, well, no, I don't say anything out loud. And they're like, oh, so then you're even just lying to him. Aside from being deceitful, you're just lying then. <laughs> and so that's when I cut in and I said, okay, so what, what I said, do you think prayer does anything? What, what, what does prayer do? And the one turned to me and she said, yeah, it heals them. And, and I said, okay, well, so if prayer heals them, so why don't they just stay home? Why do they go to a science center (laughs) instead of just staying home and praying? And she said, well, every praying didn't work. (laughs) She's like, well, everybody's going to get sick and die. And God made medicine to heal people. And I said, oh, okay, sure. So fuck everybody who didn't have medicine before. Right? Like, God just allowed this now. And as soon as I said the word fuck, like I'd, I'd asked a couple different questions about prayer and Brian made a point about prayer that, you know, it doesn't, it actually doesn't help people. They've done, they've done testing on whether prayer helps or not. And it doesn't, it's actually even worse when people know that they're being prayed for. And as soon as I said the word fuck, they were both like, Oh, Oh, you don't, you don't talk to us like that. You, you don't, you don't say You don't use that kind of language. And I'm like, no, you don't get to tell me how the fuck I'm going to talk. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. You don't get to tell me what I can and can't say. And they're like, oh, 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 well, then we're gone. And they walked away. And I turned to Brian and I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, had I known that, you know, their God couldn't handle the word fuck, I would have I would have held off so that we could have a longer conversation. He's like, oh, no, that's no big deal. So they walk off in a huff. 
so I told Brian I was sorry and everything. Uh, he and he basically said that it was a good excuse. Um, you know that since I said the word fuck and was making some good points that they couldn't rebut, it was their it was their get out of out of jail free card, right? Like they could just go, oh well, he said fuck, so now we're leaving. We're not going to address any of the points that he's making. We're just going to say we're offended by the word fuck and we're going to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the chessboard and say that you won the game. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> One is interesting too, because after all of this happened, uh, you know, I, I walked over to the merchandise table and Steve Kuno just happened to be sitting there and I was just in a rage, still just so fucking mad because there were some other things that happened in the intervening time. Like, you know, there were some of the other bits of conversation. We walk over to the table and it was interesting because Steve asked what happened and I was still just so like amped up on it. Both, both me and Brian are standing there and neither one of us could put together like the, the correct series and sequence of events. We're both just kind of <laughs> blurting out little bits of what had happened and, and couldn't remember exactly why someone had done something or when or in what order. And it wasn't until later, like I made, I made notes later on while yeah. sitting at the awards dinner. <laughs> as I'm, you know, a couple hours on from it and am able to relax a little bit and think about the sequence of events and what had happened in order to make notes that I put in here to address this that I couldn't articulate at the time when Steve had asked about it. Um, but so, so, you know, they get all upset and they leave and uh, security came up and, you know, like it's a big ex- exhibitors area. And they walked away from the conversation where Brian and I were and started walking more toward where the exhibitors all had their tables and everything set out. And hotel security came up and asked them to leave and started escorting them out and led them over to the stairs. And so as soon as security came up and asked them to leave and is kind of like ushering them out toward the stairs, they all started yelling, repent, repent. The day of judgment is coming. Repent sinners. And that's when I really got fucking, that's when I really got fucking mad because we're at an American atheists convention in a hotel by ourselves. We're not bothering anybody else. They came into our space and decided to do shit like this. And I know in from past events when we've held things like the Transgender Day of Remembrance, mm-hmm. um, organizers had held it at a church. And it was a very affirming, loving church for whatever, for however far that goes as far as LGBTQ issues and, and that community. But there were a lot of people who voiced displeasure at it being held at a church because they've gone through a lot of traumatic shit because of religion. Right. Right. And so when we're in our own space, not bothering anybody and these fucking assholes show up to our space and try to engage us and tell us that we're going to hell and we need to repent. And then they start yelling, repent. I got really fucking mad. And so I stormed over to where the security was and was leading them away. And I'm like, fuck you, shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of here. And, and I said, you know, what, what the fuck do you even think you're doing? Do you think it would be great if we just showed up at your fucking church and started asking you why you all are here doing this bull, you know, doing all of these bullshit practices, believing all of this fucking nonsense. How would you like it if we showed up at your church every fucking Sunday and started bothering you people? And one of the guys there was like, Oh, Oh no, no, that's not what we're doing. And I'm like, yeah, it is. You're here bothering us. You came into our space and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, so they're yelling, repent, repent, repent. And one of the guys, you know, after I said, fuck you, get the fuck out of here. He's like, oh, well, we'll pray for you. And that's when I, that's when I was like, okay. And I've said this several times before, like, great, fucking pray for me, but don't, not just you, everybody find everybody in your congregation, have them all pray for me. Maybe not even me pick somebody else here at the con at the convention, anybody you want, have everybody pray one specific prayer to have that person's mind changed, to have their heart softened, to have them change their mind on the God question and then come back and talk to me about it. And of course I'm fucking yelling. I'm yelling this at this point because I'm so fucking angry and amped up. And he's like, oh, no, we don't have to do that. We'll, we, we can talk right now. Just come outside with us. And I'm like, why the fuck would I go outside with you? Get the fuck out of here. And I'm just yelling. <laughs> and so that's, you know, after all of this happened is when we walked over to the table and, and 
Steve was asking me what happened and, and both Brian and I are there and we're both just like, and I'm real fucking mad. And these people were such assholes and fuck them. And it was just interesting to me that I couldn't like string together a comprehensive narrative about what had happened until later, much later when I had calmed down a little bit and could think through, Oh yes, this happened. And then this happened. And Oh yes, this is what really set me off is when they started screaming, repent and telling people to, to repent and that they were going to go to hell and we're sinners and everything. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I just imagined a security guard grabbing his radio. Testimony. <laughs> I just well, imagine the security guard grabbing his radio going, um, is is this guy too? He's kind of getting out of hand. <laughs> what do I do here? Well, so <laughs> they're fighting. So when we walked over to the table, Tracy was sitting there and talking to Steve, and we, you know, Brian and I walked over, and Tracy's sitting there. And she's like, "Well, how did that go?" And I'm like, "I'm guessing you heard me yelling." And they were all like, "Oh no, I didn't. I didn't hear anything." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm kind of surprised because yeah, I I got a little ragey and." was yeah yelling at them to get the fuck out and what the fuck are they doing here and all of that kind of stuff and it was like i have a really hard time maintaining my cool especially like people can say whatever the fuck what? they want to me personally and i like i i just laugh at them usually right like every now and then i'll get a little angry but when they start attacking other people who are just passers-by or have nothing to do at all with what the fuck is going on here i get really fucking mad in their defense like these people aren't doing anything you're here traumatizing people because i hear stories all the time of people having such a rough time in church and getting out of religion and that you know there are so many triggering events and and circumstances around religious worship and churches and religious talk that they come to an American atheists convention to escape that. And then we have these fucking interloping assholes coming in and reminding them and traumatizing them and triggering them. I get really fucking ragey about that shit. And so, yeah, I got loud. I need to, <laughs> I need to learn some way to be able to maintain my cool much more easily. Like, even when we had that guy on a while ago that I got oh, fucking Tim. <laughs> that I, yeah, that I got really fucking mad at. We all wanted to kill Tim. Like it was, it was I was okay. Like I was I was angry, but what really set me off was when he said that he wasn't, you know, that he didn't like vaccines and I thought about his kids, and that's what really fucking made me mad. And I yeah. was like, Oh, well now you're actually causing real fucking harm here. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Especially after we went over the numbers of vaccinated versus unvaccinated and how he's in the wrong there. And he's like, well, I'm still not going to do it. And then it was like, oh, yeah. Well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and apparently there was there was another group there that uh, got into it with there were TikTokers at this convention, you know, TikTok oh, wasn't really a thing. TikTok wasn't really a thing for prior conventions, but this year yeah. they had like, they had invited a, a bunch of different TikTokers. I, I oh. had never heard of any of them because I'm not on TikTok, but apparently yeah. they're, they have, they're they have deep. large followings. Oh, and it was interesting because it's like, they're on all the time. Like they're, oh. they're, they're acting or just, well, I don't even know that that they're acting. They're just, well, just they're they're form for their TikTok. Yeah, they're in their TikTok persona like the whole time, and they're okay. And they're like live TikToking and and broadcasting the whole time, and yeah, it was it was weird and wild and and different. Like I'm, it made me feel old, basically. <laughs> I don't have the energy to interact with folks like that. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I'm sure they're a lot of fun, and they apparently have huge followings on TikTok and and are social influencers that way i hadn't but like i said i hadn't heard of them before and it just it made me feel kind of old but apparently the tiktokers got into it with a separate band of christians and there was a lot of shouting back and forth and i don't know maybe some minor threats and samantha mcguire uh for those of you who don't know is I think she's five two. It's like it's like a very compact five foot two inches tall uh, ball of fury, <laughs> barely contained rage, and she's awesome. I love Sam. 
she's the national coordinator for American atheists and, and works with state directors and everything. And she's just fantastic. I, she's Sam, Samantha is one of those people who just gets shit done. She's fucking awesome. I love her. Um, and so she saw what was going on and just like stepped in between him in between the two groups and, you know, put her hands out and said to the TikTokers, I need you to stop and go over there. And I need you talking to the Christians to get out of here. And, uh, one of the, I guess one of the Christians said something along the lines of, well, I ought to punch you in the face to Sam. And, (laughs) and in talking to Sam later, she, she said, I just turned to him and I was like, Oh, you're going to do that. Are you really going to do that? And like got right up in their face. Like (laughs) I fucking wish a motherfucker would right now. (laughs) Just fucking try me. But yeah, Sam's a lot of fun. Uh, we all went out for ice cream afterward. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> After dealing with some ragey Christians, we go get ice cream. Oh, like literally, we we walked <laughs> to the battery and we all got ice cream. Also met some fantastic new uh, people from here in Utah who live up in northern Utah. Oh, um, nice. Who uh, the guy is a trucker? I think he. I want to say he owns a trucking company or, or helps mm. maintain trucks for a trucking company and his wife, they're super awesome. Very chill. Very cool people. Um, he said that he gets mistaken for a redneck a lot because he kind of looks oh. like one and talks like mm-hmm. one being from like far Northern Utah, but they are not at all. <laughs> so he's able to get himself into some spaces and talk to people that a bunch of other people ordinarily wouldn't. And awesome. so that was a lot of fun. And they were really cool. Uh, but yeah, like meeting people from meeting atheists from Utah who traveled to Atlanta to attend the convention who yeah, yeah we're, we're not really aware of like atheists of Utah and, and all of that kind of stuff. So I hope to be chatting with them more in the future. Shane and Cindy, hi, if you're listening, it's a pleasure <laughs> meeting you. I like chatting with you guys a lot. Um, yeah. And I've, I've run out of time here talking about stuff but it was a fun it was a fun convention i i had a really good time um and tracy and i went yeah, and saw I some been able to go yeah yeah tracy and i went and saw some awesome things we always do you know whenever we're traveling somewhere to a for a convention we figure well we've already outlaid the money for our airline tickets and we're taking time off we're going to someplace we haven't been before let's tack on some days to the front and ass end of this and go and take in some local flavor. And we did. We went and saw uh, the Martin Luther King uh, Justice Hall and the house where he grew, he grew up and the church where he preached and the firehouse, like all of that area. Uh, I think it's in the fourth ward. And uh, went to a bunch of different bars one night looking for something yeah. to eat. <laughs> I saw that. I was going to comment on your Facebook. I'm like, you should just hit every bar and find the one with the best beer and then decide to eat. Oh yeah. Well, and a lot of the places that we stopped into thinking that they had food didn't actually have food. They just had beer, but we did end up at a, at a great <laughs> restaurant ultimately. So that was fun. And you know, being that it was Easter Sunday, there weren't a lot of places that were open and then those uh, that were were either bars or yeah but yeah it was fun we had a we had a really good time i had i had a lot of fun i look forward to uh the convention next year in phoenix where we can drive we'll have our own car and won't have to take lift everywhere yeah yeah well thank you guys for joining me thank you all for listening oh, this yeah. has been our 420 episode if it sounded <laughs> like we're stunned it's just because i was still i got a little ragey and discombobulated just even thinking about what had happened with the christians there because it just made me so fucking mad like when people see when people say they see red like i understand that that's what happens like it just everything else kind of shuts off and i focus in like dan smash mode well you're also <laughs> ginger yeah, yeah. you kind of are red well i don't really see red i guess no. i see uh Different. I'll, have to, I'll have to debate team crash course you sometime because I had to get over that rage. <laughs> oh yeah. When I was younger. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like I say, I'm, I'm usually pretty cool if somebody's just talking to me, but if they start talking about somebody mm-hmm. else, that's yeah. I, I have a hard time there because 
I don't know. I've been raised to defend other people, I guess, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you, people people come at me and it's like, okay, well, I'm not concerned about myself because I'll just squish you. <laughs> but but when you go after somebody else, that's when I'm like, oh, no, you've just did the wrong thing. You fucked up. <laughs> Y'all fucked up Should now. I have done that. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, guys. We're going to be taking a week off before the beginning of season nine. So our next episode will not be released until I believe the second week in May. Mm-hmm. And, and then depending on how things go for me, I may miss that episode, but that's yet to be determined. Yeah. That's a little up in the air, but, uh, you all will know about it when it happens. <laughs> before we before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be two skeptical chaps. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. A perfectly cromulent statement. Alan Firth. All hail, Peanut Buttra. Darwin is coming. Doug Willoughby. Hunter Grin. Is it just me or are these patrons or fuck you? Is it just me or all these patrons amazing? <laughs> they are amazing, including John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Stephen Andrus. Theodore Sung. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. Corey Ebert. Don't be a Richard. Freethinker215. I I'm an asshole. Up there. <laughs> Fuck up. That was you, Ryan. You're the asshole. Oh, Freethinker215. <laughs> Good news, everyone. What does that say? Heat seeker carpal tunnel? What only one of my eyes works today. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to make this bigger? Heat sealer. It may be a little. Yeah. Is it, what is that? Heat sealer carpal tunnel? Okay. All right. Jeremy Goodson. <laughs> Jonathan. McKenz Peterson. Matthew Sanders. Megan Mitchell. Not a fucking gymnast. The next patron is an updog. Utah Outcast. You're an updog. Wesley Aaron. Zeus 9SO. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Sarah Segovia. Savita Kuna. Socialized Healthcare Saved My Life. Tim Jacobson. James. Rick and Morty want you to please support the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Wubble, wubble, up dub Wubble, wubble, dub dub Yay. All right. Well, I'm going to go have some dinner, and then I got to do some more work. Dude, I had over 500 email messages. Oh, my fuck. That I've been trying to get through. Right now, I still have 319 that I need to go through. That is wild. That yeah. sucks so much. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's <sighs> super good. I'm going to shoot a laser into some wood. I'm going <laughs> to sleep, I think. Sleep <laughs> well, sounds good. Always a good boring. choice. Ryan just left the meeting. Oh, yeah. There he is again. Fucking my, my, my fucking mouse has little buttons on it and my fucking hand hit it and it's to go backwards in your browser. (laughs) 